No, no, you got to mean now that you know what you're saying, I want you to internalize and say, I'm ready for the change. I am ready for the change. There's something taking place here in Perfecting Faith Church and in Christendom and in your individual lives. It's a season of transformation. It's a season of readjustment. I don't hear anybody. A season of readjustment. It's a season where we are prepared to move forward in a direction that we have never been before. Who am I talking to here? In a direction that we have never been before. I got to get free real quickly. And, and, and you must be ready because change is never easy. Change is never easy. Change is oftentimes awkward, but change is necessary. Amen. In agriculture, when you plant something and it becomes too large for the pot that you planted it in, you've got to take it out of the pot that you put it in, and you've got to put it in a larger vicinity in order for it to grow, sprout, and bring forth fruit. God help me get this message across. And this is the time for some of us to be groomed and prepared to go into an uncomfortable season of change that is going to prosper our lives. It's going, I said it's going to prosper our lives. It's going to take us out of our comfort zone. It is going to make us make the choices based on God's will that will bring us to a place of productivity that we have yet to see. We have been promised it, but we have yet to see it come to pass. For somebody to say, there's greatness in me. Now you got to believe this. Somebody that is really convinced, finally, say, there's greatness in me. Now, there's some of you that have refused to say it, and I'm not talking to you, because you haven't come to the epiphany yet that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are still living in the minors. You are still looking at yourself with narrow vision, and you don't realize that you are a great manifestation of God's grace. Uh, and, and, and if you're going to get any further, you got to change. Somebody say, I'm ready for the change. You got to change your thinking. You got to change your company. You got to change your environment. You've got to change your mentality. You've got to change your opinion. You got you to be ready for this new you. This new discovery of who you are. Because you're about, you're about to see a shift in your life. I am speaking not only as pastor, I'm speaking prophetically right now. You're about to receive and be a part of a shift. God is about to shift your life. And he's about to bring you into a place of productivity and success in your obedience to him. And it's going to, it's going to be in all areas of your life. It's not just going to be spiritual. It's going to be in your family. It's going to be in your health. It's going to be in your finances. I don't hear anybody. It's going to be in your employment. It's going to be in your peace of mind. It's going to be in your ministry. You're about to enter into a ship. Somebody look at somebody point and say, shift. Shift, shift, get ready, get ready, because there is about to be a change. The Bible said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jackie McCullough's spirit just jumped me. The Bible. 
Bible said, and Joshua rose up early. It were in Joshua 3 and 1, please. Joshua 3 and 1. And the Bible says this, and Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim and went over to Jordan. He and all of the children of Israel, and they lodged there. They lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers, the leaders, prepared the people. The leaders have got to hear Joshua, and they've got to speak what Joshua said to the people. Not what they want, but they've got to speak what was said. You can't, if you're a leader, you can't speak your own opinion. You must follow the will of the Lord. If you're a leader, your department is not your mini church. I'm sorry, I'm just being passive right now. Can't be your mini church. You've got to hear the voice of Joshua, and then you've got to go to the people that you've been put over. And you've got to repeat what Joshua said to prepare the people for the progress. And it came to pass that after three days that the officers, the leaders, went through the host and they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and you see the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall remove from your comfort zone you shall remove from your place of familiarity. You shall remove yourself from your place and go after the presence of God. And go after the will of God for your life. And go after the leadership that's following God. And go after your destiny. Hallelujah. Go after your destiny. The Ark of the Covenant of the Lord God represents the presence of God. And so the, so the leaders went through telling the people, when you see the Ark taken from its place and the Levites bearing the Ark, bearing God's presence, get up from your comfort zone and get ready for change. Somebody say, I'm ready for change. Yet, there shall be a space between you and the ark. A space between you and the Levites. A space between you and the leaders. There shall be a space between you and it. About 2,000 cubits by measure. Stay back. Do not come near unto it that ye may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way heretofore. You have not, where God is leading us, it is out of the familiar territory that would cause us to take root in a place that you're only supposed to pass through. Hallelujah. Cause you to take root in a place which you're only supposed to pass through. <laughs> and you've got to know that God is going to up, he, he's going to uplift you out of that and in order to bring you to your purpose he's going to take you out of your comfort and cause you to grow I don't hear anybody and cause you to grow 
go after it. And Joshua said unto the people, he told the people after the leaders gathered them together, after the leaders got them to follow the ark, then Joshua addressed the people. Joshua said unto the people, sanctify yourselves. That means separate yourself from everything. Separate yourself for the holy purpose that's about to happen. To sanctify means to separate yourself to be used by God. Purify your mind, your heart. Let go of your yesterday. Get up out of your rubble. Get yourself in the relationship with God. Sanctify. Sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow. For tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. He is causing change so that he can do great things through them, for them and to them. That word tomorrow is not necessarily just a 24-hour period, but it comes from the Hebrew word makah. Makah means, it means a specific day, 24 hours, and it also means hereafter. Or days to come. So in the days to come. That are right around the corner. God is about to do wonders. Among you. Y'all. Y'all missing your moment. God is about to do. Wonders. In every aspect of your life. We spiritually. Apply these scriptures to our spirit man. But God made us a trichotomy. God made us a three-part being. We are body, soul, and spirit. And what will happen with our spirit will affect our soul, and that will affect our body, and it will make a complete work and a complete success and complete change. Somebody say, I'm ready for change. I'm ready for the change. That means that I've got to let go of my expectations. And I've got to be strong enough to follow God even into the areas that he leads me that it may not be pleasant. Because before, help me, before you can get to the mountain top, he's got to lead you through the valley. No, no, hold on, you know, hold on, because you're clapping too soon, because this is going to be the trial, the trying of your faith. For it is, it, you know, it's easy to repeat after me and get excited about the theme, I'm ready for the change, without really realizing what the change is going to entail. The change is going to entail God's leading you into situations that are going to be trying. I told you before, when you read the, the 23rd Psalm, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That sounds good. Um, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. That sounds very nice. In green pastures. He leadeth me by the still water. That means there's calm, there's tranquility, there's comfort, there's, there, 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 there's ease. He restores my soul. 
Ah, he replenishes me, heals my brokenness. He gives me a moment of respite so that I can gain my balance again. And then he leads me on a journey. After the green pastures, along with the still waters, along with the restoration of my soul, he starts me on a journey. It's called the path of righteousness for his name's sake. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I don't need the scriptures right now. I want, I want the people to see me. The path of righteousness, it's not as pretty as you may imagine. It's not as, it's not as lovely the path of righteousness sounds like it's very sacred and, and, and reverent and oh, glorious. But the path of righteousness <laughs> leads you from the green pastures and still waters and the place of restoration on the journey of life. God prepares you before he puts you in there. <laughs> he prepares you before he takes you through but he going to take you through. Oh, yes, he will. So don't be surprised. Don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trials that try you. It's, not, it's all a part of the process of the journey. It's all a part of change. And he takes me on the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yay! Surely? Definitely? Yay! Even though I have to walk through the valley and the shadow of death. Oh, God help me. Because if you want to get to that mountaintop, it starts in the darkness of the valley. Oh, yeah, this is for grown Christians today. There's for grown-ups, you know. This to take the rose-colored glasses off and prepare you for what we call life. Christian life has got its own characteristics and its own traits. Christian lifestyle has its own troubles and its own peculiarities. Christian lifestyle is deep. Because we don't always understand why God does what he does. And God doesn't always explain what he does or why he does it. He just calls us to obey. I wish I heard somebody here. He just calls us to obey. So most definitely, even though this journey will cause me to walk through the valley, darkness of the valley, and under the shadow of death itself, a normal person would be troubled. A non-believer would be very challenged. But we that believe God will fear no evil. Because we're not in this journey by ourselves. We are following God to the change. For the Lord is with us. 
in the darkness of the valley, the Lord is our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? Under the shadow of death, the Lord is the strength of our life. I'll say that again. Under the shadow of death, the Lord is the strength of our life. Of whom shall we be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foe come upon me, the rod and staff comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of the wicked, my enemy and my foe. You prepare a table. You got a rod in one hand and a staff in the other. What a mighty good shepherd. So that when my wicked and my enemy and foe come upon me to eat in my flesh, you beat them back with the rod. He said, you don't have to fight, child. I got this one. And he handles our enemies with his rod. I don't hear anybody here. You don't have to lift up a defense. God's got a rod. I'll say that again. You don't have to lift up a defense. God's got a rod. Let the heathens rage. Religious as well as unsaved. Let the heathens rage. In this valley, I've got his assurance. And he has a rod and a staff the staff has a hook on it so that when we get skittish because of the attack of our enemy and want to ride and run away and hide and look for shelter God grabs us with the staff around the neck and pulls us back to his side and says you can't find any shelter outside of me if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, you shall abide under the shadow of the all I feel like preaching today. You shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, and you will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, He is my fortress, my God, in Him. Will I trust? One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that one thing will I seek after to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in this temple, and to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. For in the time of trouble, I don't have to run away in the time of trouble. He shall. Wow, yes, God. He shall hide me in the secret of his pavilion. Shall he hide me? So the staff brings me back to be hidden by him if ye then be risen with Christ seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God set your affection on things above not on things on the earth for you are dead and 
your life is. I don't hear you. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. I didn't put so many scriptures together that should take away your fear factor. That should make you confident that in this season of change, he's going to lead you and be with you. He's going to validate you. He's going to make your enemies sit down and be your footstool. He's going to turn their laughter into mourning as they see God elevate you in this season of change. I'm talking to you. Thy rod and thy staff shall comfort me. You prepare a table before me on this journey. Now understand this. I'm not in a tranquil place, but you prepare a banquet. I'm under the shadow of death and you decide to throw a party. I'm dealing with some life issues and you decide to put out a feast. You're going to take care of me like this in my struggle? You, you're going to cater this thing in my turmoil? What a mighty God you are. You're going to handle me like I'm a royal child in the middle of an unholy situation. What a mighty God. You prepare a table in the presence of my enemy. Oh, that's why you did it. Because my enemy's looking. And you want them to know that I take care of my own. Y'all not hearing me. I'm about to run right now. I'm about to run right now. He did it so that the enemy could know that he's a mighty good father. He's a mighty good father. That's who he is. And he takes care of his own. How you just gonna pick up and move? How you just gonna pick up and leave? I made you who you are. I made you this. I made you up. I got news for you. That's why he's moving me. Because he wants to take me out of your hand and put me in the place of progress. I wish I had some. Because what God is doing in this season, no man can take the... Somebody help me here. What God is doing in you right now, no man can take the glory. Somebody say, I'm ready for the change. He prepares a table in this change before my enemies. And then he turns around while my enemies are looking. He anoints my head. He wants everybody to know that I put ministry in you that cannot be hindered. I 
I put ministry in you that cannot be stymied. I put ministry in you that cannot be held back because of people's jealousy, because of people's envy, because of people's neglect, and because of people's disregard. People may look at you and say, oh, that's just Joanne. Oh, that's just Charlene. But you don't understand. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And he's not going to let me sit in this valley without validating me. He puts oil on me, which means that I'm prepared for ministry. Do I have anybody who's dripping with oil? Do I have anybody who's got the oil? I'm trying to help you. Do I have anybody who's got the oil? We need to be some oily Christians. We need to be dripping with oil, with the anointing that destroys the yoke. Oh, God! The anointing, the oil, he anoints my head with it. And that anointing destroys the yoke. What does that mean? It means the oil gets into the wood of the yoke around my neck and it destroys the wood so that it's got to let my neck go. And I'm free because he anointed my head. With oil and my cup. That oil, I don't know who shall. That oil overflows, gets into the cup. He anoints my head till my cup. I'm trying to talk to somebody here. That anointing is flowing through you to somebody else. Somebody put a praise on it. ministry I'm speaking about you as a ministry individual we will we will groom you we will teach you but you're about to grow some of you are going to be taken out of your pot and put into greater ground some of the others are going to be pruned it may hurt but it's going to cause you to grow I don't hear anybody here. Some of you got to be fertilized. You got to get more of the word. But you will grow. I don't hear anybody in this room. 
because God did not call you to one place to be stationary. He did not cause you to be stagnant. He didn't cause you to follow without leading. He didn't cause you to sit without growing. He called you for a reason, and that reason must be discovered before his return. I don't hear anybody here. I'm tired of church with no progress. Tired of faithful people to this ministry, but not geared for growth. You're supposed to, you're supposed to have an expectation. You're supposed to have an Elisha spirit. Y'all, y'all, I'll explain that. I didn't say an Elijah. You're supposed to have an Elisha spirit that says, if I'm going to follow Elijah, I'm following him for a double push. Y'all, I'm not following just to follow, but I'm following for a future. I don't hear anybody here. I'm following for a future. I will be committed, but I'll be committed with expectation. I don't hear you here. I got to break your culture. I've got to break your culture of dormancy. Thinking that just because you're in the house, you're fulfilling purpose. Anybody can come in the house. the faithful those who are full of faith Pastor Winans taught me that faith always expects those that are full of faith have a sense of expectation that the only reason why they commit themselves and dedicate themselves so strongly is because they know that God sent them and they know that God has something in this that's pertinent to their growth and their life and their purpose in him. Never follow a man blindly. Never follow a man blindly. But if I come, I'm coming ready. Ready for the change. Ready for what God's about to do. Ready for God to shift me and to lead me to a greater degree. For there is a greater you. I'll say that again. Say that the Lord rebuke you. Get away from here. There is a greater you. I'll say that again. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Stop speaking into the heart and the fear of these people. There is a greater you. I don't care what was told you before. You are greater than the opinions of people. I don't care what was done to you before. You are greater than the actions and the deeds of people. God has called you to a greater a calling that you must yield to. You must say yes to. God is shifting you. Are you hearing me? Yes, you are anointed by God. Yes, you are called by the Most High. And you don't need a collar or a pulpit. You have the call of God. The collar and the pulpit will train you. But you must understand it's only training you so you can go into your future. 
this ministry is about to experience a shift. I've spoken about you individually, now I'm speaking about ministry. This ministry is about to experience shift. Some people won't like it. That's understandable. There's no arrogance here. If you don't like it, just leave. No. If you don't like it, just stay. Let me serve you in this uncomfortable change. I don't know why he's doing this. You may not because there are certain things that are revealed to pastors for the sake of the people. No, no, hear me. And he will not reveal it to the people. He will reveal it to the servant. Because the people are God's, that's God's attention, that's God's focus. And he must give the servant instruction on how to lead his people. For you are not my people. Ain't no doubt my church, doubt my people. I know I'm not a doctor and I don't have a people. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. I will never be foolish enough to lay hold on someone that Jesus purchased. I didn't shed any blood. And even if I did, it wasn't efficacious enough to save you. You belong to God. And the things that he reveals to me is for your benefit. It's not for my promotion or my elevation or just be seen in an imperialistic view. It's not so that you laud me. So that you can see me as an Elijah. And you as an Elisha that will receive twice as much. I don't hear anybody. The change in this ministry may not be well received by many. And to those who resist it, just stay a little longer. And you will see that God does all things well. There will be a, sh a shift in leadership. There will be a change of the guards. There will be a shift in generations. As you saw, God led for me to lay hands on Haziel. That's just to promote in your vision, in your view, that God is taking the mantle and putting it on the younger. He's caught out of their shame. He's calling the generations. Somebody say, I'm ready for the change. Sanctify yourselves for on tomorrow, God will do wonders. He's sending people in. He's sending people in. You will not be territorial. I know that I, I know that I, 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 as some people are saying, Pastor, you're doing a live broadcast. Maybe you shouldn't say this. Oh, no, 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 no. I know what I'm saying and what I'm doing by the unction of the Lord. Because everyone needs to know that there is a dynamic shift 
don't believe that he did this. Believe it. Well, now they was here for so long and now he just go, I believe it. Because it is not about favoritism. It's about purpose. I don't hear nobody. I don't hear anybody. No, no, that, that's okay because there's some of you that are sitting back wondering, well, what's he talking about? Trust me, just stay long enough. You will see this church rise to a zenith. You will see it rise and the elders and the younger will coexist together and the mantle will be passed down to the generations. Somebody say, I'm ready for the change. I'm ready for the change. And we, the elders, will be like the church of God in Christ taught us. He called the young because they're strong. And he called the old because we know the way. And combined, we will see a future of perfecting faith church that will not just cross the street, but will circle the globe. Oh, I wish I had someone who can join with faith. I wish I had somebody who believed. Where am I perfecting faith? Church, brothers and sisters, where's PFC right now? <laughs>